Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is April 12th. In 1961, Yuri Gagarin became the first human to enter space and the first to orbit Earth. Vostok 1's mission lasted for 108 minutes and Gagarin and his capsule completed one orbit of Earth. The R-7 rocket, which lifted him into space, had a 50% success rate at this point in history. Thankfully, Gagarin's launch was successful, and he experienced the wonders of seeing Earth from space. He ate, took notes, and operated the spacecraft during his time in orbit. Things were progressing nominally until just after the retro rockets fired for re-entry. A tumbling motion, about 30 degrees per second, put him into an uncontrolled spin. The spherical descent module didn't separate from the instrument section of the spacecraft as planned. Eventually, the two parts of the spacecraft separated as they were supposed to, allowing the capsule and Gagarin to return to Earth. Unlike the other spacecraft, cosmonauts ejected from their Vostok capsule before landing. A hatch opened on the side of the spacecraft, and seconds later, the cosmonauts, still in their seat, ejected out and landed by parachute. The capsule landed harder than was survivable, which is why cosmonauts had to bail out early. Gagarin landed in a field, and after walking a bit, he saw a woman who helped him find a telephone so he could radio back that he was okay. He toured the world on Goodwill tours and even met Gemini 4 astronauts at the Paris International Air Show in June of 1965. Sadly, Yuri never flew in space again, and he died in a crash in a MiG-15 trainer jet. He, along with 13 others lost in the pursuit of spaceflight, are memorialized in a plaque left behind by Apollo 15 astronauts. They also left behind a small figure representing the fallen astronauts and cosmonauts. In 1981, 20 years after Yuri Gagarin's historic first spaceflight, John Young and Robert Crippen lifted off into the history books as the first crew of the space shuttle program on STS-1. The Space Shuttle Columbia lifted off seconds after 7 a.m. Eastern Time from Pad 39A. Their mission was the first time that astronauts had flown on a launch vehicle that hadn't previously been tested. The shuttle stack, which consisted of the orbiter, solid rocket boosters, SRBs, and external tanks, ETs, flew together for the first time. Commander John Young, a Gemini and Apollo veteran, and rookie astronaut Robert Crippen spent two days in space testing orbiter systems and demonstrating safe launch into orbit and return to landing of Columbia and its crew. During liftoff, the water sound suppression system on the launch pad didn't fully dampen the effects of the massive SRBs. The overpressure wave those engines created damaged tiles on the orbiter with 16 lost and 148 damaged. These tiles weren't in critical areas on the orbiter, so their loss didn't pose a threat to the crew's safety or to the success of the mission. Young and Crippen landed at Edwards Air Force Base on April 14th, having completed the first flight of the space shuttle program. In 1861, an attack on Fort Sumter in Charleston Harbor, South Carolina. The attack on Fort Sumter Sumter marked the official beginning of the American Civil War, a war that lasted four years, cost the lives of more than 620,000 Americans, and freed 3.9 million enslaved people from bondage. How it ended in Confederate victory. With supplies nearly exhausted and his troops outnumbered, Union Major Robert Anderson surrendered Fort Sumter to Brigadier General PGT Beauregard's Confederate forces. Major Anderson and his men were allowed to strike their colors, 
fire a 100-gun salute, and board a ship bound for New York, where they were greeted as heroes. Both the North and South immediately called for volunteers to mobilize for war. In context, by 1861, the country had already experienced decades of short-lived but ultimately failed compromises concerning the expansion of slavery in the United States and its territories. The election of Abraham Lincoln as President of the United States in 1860, a man who declared, I believe this government cannot endure permanently half-slave and half-free, threatened the culture and economy of southern slave states, and served as a catalyst for succession. On December 20th of 1860, South Carolina seceded from the United States, and by February 2nd of 1861, six more states followed suit. Southern delegates met on February 4th in 1861 in Montgomery, Alabama and established the Confederate States of America with Mississippi Senator Jefferson Davis elected as its provisional president. Confederate militia forces began seizing United States forts and property throughout the South. With lame duck president in office and a controversial president-elect poised to succeed him, the crisis approached a boiling point and exploded at Fort Sumter. Following the evacuation of Major Robert Anderson and his federal garrison on the afternoon of April 14th, Fort Sumter is occupied initially by Confederate troops of Company B from the 1st South Carolina Artillery Battalion and a volunteer company of the Palmetto Guard, a local militia unit. The fort remained in Confederate hands for the next four years until all Confederate forces evacuated Charleston on the evening of February 17, 1865. Despite having surrendered, Anderson and his men were greeted as heroes when they disembarked at New York. Captain Abner Doubleday notes later that all the passing steamers saluted us with their steam whistles and bells, and cheer after cheer went up from the ferry boats and vessels in the harbor. Anderson's valor during the attack and commitment to duty are praised by the Union. Beauregard is also hailed for the first Confederate victory. He is later ordered to direct troops at Bull Run. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com Yuri Gagarin becomes first man in space at Cosmo.org The first space shuttle Columbia launched at Cosmo.org And the Confederate States, which attacked Fort Sumner on this day in 1861, started the Civil War at Battlefields.org. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.